Welcome to my world. All right. Welcome back. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots. Hello, everyone. Let's get back into this. This is a continuation on a little breakdown of the language of, of the Apostle Paul. Now, what I mean by that, I'm not going to give you a whole history breakdown in the beginnings and the transition through the book of XY because that takes time. I will have to do a teaching and some real good studying on the book of X. I read X over several, several times, but it still would take time to read all the 28 book of X to let you see the transition, meaning the transition from the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, which was John the Baptist. Jesus' earthly ministry, Jesus as the king, then he ushered, then he um, sent the medal to the 12 disciples that became apostles. And Matthew, Michael, Luke, and John is basically real deep when it comes to the teachings of the kingdom program. Now, the kingdom program is just a continuation of a more spiritual, you know, dwelling place on earth for Israel when it comes. Now, the first kingdom was like under David. The first king was King Saul. David was the promise or the prophesied king. Remember I said that the people wanted Saul because they wanted a king like the Gentiles. The Gentiles always had kings. The Jews never had kings. Israel never had kings. God was their leader. God was like a theocracy. He was their leader. But they begged and begged. They wanted to be like the Gentiles. So the people, God gave them their wishes. He let Samuel know it's not you they're going against. It's me. In other words, what God told them, they want a regular king like the Gentiles. So God gave them Saul. Okay. When in the word, the kingdom program finally came to David, et cetera, et cetera, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, and all that stuff deals with the nations, deals with Judah, deals with Israel, and the kingdom program of the kings. A lot of, lot of massacres, a lot of battles with, you know, with Judah, Israel, and whatever like that. That's, that's dealing with the David's kingdom, okay, when he was king. But the spiritual kingdom, which is going to be physical, that Jesus is going to come through that lineage. You know, he's going to build a kingdom, et cetera, et cetera, like that. So the king, Israel always knew that they was going to be on earth. They never, they never wanted to go to heaven. They, they was never told they was going to heaven. They knew they would be dwelling on earth. They knew there would be another kingdom that David used to run. Not King Solomon, David's son, but what David used to run, you know, the imperfect kingdom. This kingdom would be perfect. It would be close to perfect that you can get the millennium kingdom, which was ran by Jesus Christ. Him, King, the Messiah, the Yahshua, their leader, the Son of God, who they was looking for that was prophesied by the prophets in the past. In other words, the Acts books is just a transition from the kingdom program, which is under the law, to the grace program, which is not under the law, through the Apostle Paul. The twelve Apostles with their leaders, Peter, James, and John, the twelve, under the kingdom of heaven, <clears throat> would transition to the one, the Apostle Paul, out of Jesus' heavenly ministry from heaven, the gospel of the grace of God. Okay? Now, what I want to do now, Paul is a unique, he was used in a unique way. Both ways when he was he was Saul. The Pharisees are the Pharisees. So I'm not going to give a whole breakdown history story on the beginnings of Paul. All I want you to, to listen to, saints that's listening to me, 
All I want you to listen to is the difference of the teachings and the lingo between the kingdom program and the grace program, like I promised you. I told you it was not going to be a deep theological teaching because that'll take some time. Maybe later on down the line, I'm not going to promise that or I'll let somebody else do that. That's really long-armed and long-winded with that. But these are the, just the basics of the difference between the teachings of Jesus' earthly ministry, Peter, James, that have their own books, and John, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those different teachings are not the same. Paul's teachings are very different. What was taught to the Jews is different than the, the gospel to the Jews is different than the gospel to the Gentiles. Let me say that again. The gospel to the Jews, which is the kingdom of heaven gospel that most churches use today, you know, is different than what they're supposed to be using, which is the gospel of the grace of God, which is not under the law, under the Apostle Paul, who is our apostle today, the Apostle Paul, not the twelve. We could learn a lot from that, but our apostle for the Gentiles today that started the body of Christ through Jesus Christ's heavenly ministry is the Apostle Paul. Not, you know, so we're going to get into that. Let's just look at the difference in wording and make it more simple And uh, when it comes to the teachings of Paul. First of all, Paul called the gospel that he teaches my gospel. Did you know that? That's what makes Paul so unique. That's why I mentioned that also as well. Paul calls the gospel that he teaches my gospel. You don't believe that? Let's read. Let's read several of them. It's about at least three of about four or five of them, maybe more. Let's 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 read. Let's go to Romans uh, two and sixteen. I'm just going to read the verses. I'm not going to read everything because of time constraints. I'm just going to read the verses that give you an understanding about Paul was unique in saying my gospel. Paul also opened his books, you know, by grace and peace, different than a lot of other openers. So that's another unique way that Paul, you know, used lingo the way he's, he uttered things because of his different teaching. All right. Now, Acts 2, I mean, Romans 2 and 16 reads, and the days when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. Now, first of all, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, Paul gospel in this dispensation, men and women will be judged by Paul's gospel at the great white throne judgment shall be judged the secrets of man of Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now, you could look, it could be also saying in the day when God shall judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to my gospel, that can also be what? The judgment seat of Christ, which is only believers only. I believe many believe he's talking about the great white throne. I'm not sure, um, but I can say, even if I believe he could be also, he could be talking about the uh, the judgment seat of Christ. Because it just it didn't say the unsaved man. It just said the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. It didn't say the saved or the unsaved. It just said in the day. Now, what day? Is it the judgment seat of Christ or the, or the great white throne judgment? When God shall judge the secrets of men by my gospel. 
What gospel? The gospel of the grace of God. The gospel that's for today. So anybody that was under the program of the gospel of the grace of God will be judged. Either at judgment day or at the great white throne judgment. Now when was Paul the gospel of the grace of God started? I gave you, it started of course over thousands of years ago. After Paul in Acts 9. That's when the grace of the gospel of the grace of God started. Anybody that got saved or did not get saved under that dispensation then, the dispensation of the gospel of the grace of God, not under the kingdom program because the kingdom program was postponed. It was for Israel. The gospel of the grace of God is for Jew and Gentile or Gentile and Jews. It's going to be more Gentiles than Jews, I believe. So that anybody that was under, starting under Paul, when he preached the gospel of the grace of God, faith alone, those will be the ones that will be judged, you know, in judgment day. Now, if you never accepted Christ, starting from that time, the conversion of Paul, when he started, first started really going to the Gentiles, preaching the gospel of the grace of God, faith by works. No water baptism, none of that stuff. You just have to believe what Jesus done. Now, this is going to be about what Jesus done, not who he was. This is after the cross. This is when Jesus went to heaven. So it's no who Jesus is. It's what Jesus done. This is the salvation. This is the cross message that the Apostle Paul teaches. Different. They're not the same as the kingdom and what Jesus' earthly ministry and the 12 apostles taught. This is Jesus' heavenly ministry, what he told Paul to teach to the Gentiles. So Paul went to the Jews first to tell them. When he went to the Jews first in the synagogues, he didn't preach the gospel of the grace of God. He taught the kingdom, letting them know who Jesus was, because they had to believe who Jesus was before they would accept the grace message, correct? So he didn't go and they never went to the Jews preaching the gospel of the grace of God. He went to them first to try to convince them and help them because he loved his people so much. He talked about that in Acts 9. He loved them so much he wanted them to just please accept who Jesus was. You got to believe that first. You, and you, there's no salvation if you don't accept who he was because of that, etc., etc. So when he went to the Gentiles, it was the kingdom he wanted to preach to them who Jesus was. When he went to the Gentiles, he preached the gospel of the grace of God, what Jesus done, okay, because they was not owed, or under no covenants or promises, okay. All right. According to my gospel, let's go to another one. Let's go to Romans 16 and 25. Uh, <clears throat> Romans 16 and 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. I hope you're writing these down. My gospel, here it goes again. Why did Paul say my gospel? Because it was the gospel that was given to him. It was never given to no one else. Remember, Paul said in the book of Galatians, he didn't get his revelations or his teachings from man. He got it strictly from Jesus Christ. While Jesus is in heaven. So it's all about Jesus, not about Paul. He got his message. The gospel of the grace message was only given to the apostle Paul, not to Peter. Now, why? Because it's a different message. And if it wasn't a different, me different message, uh, God would have sent Paul along with Peter now to preach the kingdom program, correct? That's, that's, that's self-explanatory. So he taught, he was teaching Paul a different gospel for the Gentiles, for the Gentiles, which later became the world. 
Jews and Gentiles. It was for everybody. It wasn't no specific Israel like the kingdom program. It's for anybody and everybody. All nations can be saved under the grace program. You couldn't do that with the kingdom unless you've been proselyted. You would be put back under the lawsuit, but there is no law under this program. All sins are forgiven under this program. You understand what I'm saying? So therefore, he sent Paul with a different gospel for the Gentiles, which is the church, the gospel that we're supposed to be under today. All right. Now to him that is the power to establish you according to my gospel, the gospel of the grace of God and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery. And very important, the preaching of Jesus Christ, not according to the law, not according to me being a king and a messiah, him being a king and a messiah, like the kingdom program under the law, it's the revelation of the mission. I mean, this was preached to me. It was a secret. It was hidden in God. It was never told to no one else. That's what the revelation of the mystery means, the revelation of Jesus Christ's heavenly ministry to Paul. It was a secret, which was kept secret, like I said, since the world began. The other one was prophesied. It was foretold. The kingdom program, his coming and all that stuff, you know, to Israel was foretold. They knew that was coming, but nobody knew about this but the Apostle Paul because that gospel was only revealed to him through Jesus, after Jesus, the other side of the cross. I like Trey Searcy when he says, this is the other side of the cross. You have one side of the cross, you have the kingdom program, his earthly ministry, when he was alive, king and messiah. The other side is after his resurrection, Lord and Savior for the world. You got that. One for Israel, one for the world. Okay? No more broken down wall of perdition. The revelation of the mystery is a secret. is only revealed to the Apostle Paul. Okay. 2 Timothy 2 and 8. Uh, let's go to 2 Timothy 2 and 8. <clears throat> okay. Reading, quoting. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to, here we go, my gospel. My gospel again. Paul have a unique, different gospel. Why, he wouldn't have to say my gospel if it was the same as Jesus' earthly ministry and the 12 kingdom gospel. It's a different gospel. It's his gospel for the Gentiles, salvation for us today. This is the gospel. That's, that should stop a lot of confusion. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Galatians 1 and 12. Now, let's see. Galatians 1 and 12. Is he saying my gospel in this? All right, let's read it. All right. Well, it's not saying my gospel, but what it is saying that this gospel was only revealed to him. No one else. He didn't get it from man. Reading, let me quote this. Galatians 1 and 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here's that revelation again. It was revelation meaning it was revealed to me by Jesus Christ. Not by a man, but by Jesus Christ. Now, what you should know right here, who revealed this to Paul? Jesus Christ. This, all you Paul haters, and I'm not calling you guys as listening to Paul haters, but it's a lot of people just don't like the teachings of Paul. You got some sects and cults and some religions don't like the teachings of Paul. You know, you know, whether they like it or not, they're going to get judged by his gospel. <laughs> You're going to get judged by his gospel. All right. So this was revealed to Apostle Paul by Jesus Christ. The word speaks for itself, for I neither received it of a man, 
neither was I taught it by a man, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, know that. Who was it revealed to him by? Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Well, you know what that is. That's the gospel message. Now, this is the message that Paul teaches. This is for salvation for today. I'm going the wrong way. All right. All right. That's my song. I'm singing when I'm looking for something. <laughs> 15, I should know that right off the bat. All right. This is the gospel. If anybody want to know how to be saved today, remember, this is revelation. This is through the Apostle Paul. Everything that Paul teaches in his 13 letters is given to him by Jesus Christ. Paul even lets you know some things he he recommended himself and it wasn't a commandment of the Lord. But he had the Lord trusted his word so much because of his obedience. He allowed it. But that's that's deeper in the different teachings when it comes to Corinthians and Romans and stuff like that. But Paul, this was revealed. This is the salvation for today. This is the salvation for today. Then I'm going to get into some language that Paul, his different type of teaching. This is the salvation for today. This is the gospel. This is how to be saved today. Let's read it. 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. In other words, moreover, brethren, this is the gospel. Remember what gospel means? Good news. This is the way to be saved today. Okay. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received. Remember, I said believing and receiving goes together. And only for you to believe this and really grasp this, you have to receive it. The only way to prove in your belief, you're proving that you received it, is you believe it. All go together. Since they received it, wherein ye stand, too, by which also you are saved. In other words, this is the gospel that saved you because you believed and you received it. You received it. This is what got you saved. This is the message that I preach. This is the cross that I preach. This is the this is salvation. Paul preached resurrection from the dead. That's why a lot of them got mad at him. He didn't preach the kingdom. He preached resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ. He preached resurrection of the dead of the church. He preached the cross. He always preached a lot of resurrection. And they wasn't into that. You know, they were just calling them all canon names and stuff like that. So Paul, that's what he mean when Paul preached the cross. Okay. He preached the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ that for salvation. That's his message. By faith. Just believe in that. By which you also are saved. In other words, you got saved this way. If you keep in memory what I preach it to you. Remember what I preach it to you. Now, I remember he told them earlier how to be saved. Unless you have believed in vain, unless you believe in nothing and then believe it. Three, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received from Jesus Christ, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You must believe that this is the gospels of grace right here. This is the gospel of grace salvation. Okay? Gospel of grace. Let's go to Acts 20 and 24, proving the name, the gospel of grace. All right? Acts 20 and 24. I like to hear those pages turning. I wish I could hear you guys. Acts 20 and 24. All right. 
Acts 20 24, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received, listen to the name, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I got this. I received this by the mystery, by revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the what? Gospel of the grace of God. Not the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of the grace of God. Grace. Remember we were talking about unmerited favor? Grace of God. We're going to try to break down what that means. The gospel of the grace of God. So that's in Acts 20 and 24. Let's go to Ephesians 1 and 13. The more advanced letters of Paul when he was a little older and more advanced. Ephesians 1 and 13. All right. Ephesians 1 and 13, first, uh, 1 and 4, 13 was uh, wrote, written about A.D. 64, approximately. A.D. 64, and Paul was in prison. This is around A.D. 64. A.D. mean after death. B.C. mean before, I mean, you know, you know what they mean, you know, whatever, before Christ. But A.D. mean after the death of Christ, spiritually. Okay, 13. To whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Now, this is salvation also. Through the Apostle Paul, revelation of how to be saved. Remember, we talked about how to be saved. You have to believe who Jesus was. Israel did. The Messiah, Messiah, their king, which was foretold since the world began. Remember, this gospel was only hidden in God. He knew Israel was going to disobey and unbelieve, so he threw that card out there. That's why Stephen did not get stoned, and he went on and converted Saul. Okay, but he's Paul now. This is his more advanced letters. All right. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Okay. And whom ye also trusted after you trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. What was the word of truth? The gospel of your salvation is going to break itself down. Now, after you heard the word of truth, I'm reading from Ephesians 1 to 13 now. And whom ye also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth. They had to trust first. Trust what? The word of truth. That you had heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. And whom also, after that, ye believed the message of the gospel salvation. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. One package. There's no conditions. There's nothing you have to do. No water baptism, none of that. Evidences of speaking in different languages, none of that. It's after you trusted, trusted what? The gospel of your salvation, all in here in Ephesians 13, and whom also after you believe that, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise and all that comes at one time after you believe the gospel of your salvation. Now, what is the gospel of your salvation? 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. I just read it. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ or what he did. Not who he was. There's nothing about who he was. It's what Jesus did. That's the gospel of your salvation, which is the way to get saved today. First Corinthians, that's why I always quote 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. The gospel of your salvation. Believing and receiving. Then all in one step. By faith. Believing in that. You also receive the seal of the Holy Spirit. So anytime you believe that gospel, the Holy Spirit is sealed in us. Don't have to be baptized in water, none of that. 
just believing in this gospel by faith. All right, let me try to go uh, one of the most famous ones. Where is that at? Let me see. Uh, this is something I'm adding. I'm looking for that certain. Okay. Wording of Paul's. Who was Paul the apostle to? The Gentiles. Remember that. The Gentiles. Okay. He went to Israel first. You know, beginning Acts 10, going through 13 and all that. To try to get them to believe who Jesus was. He didn't preach grace message to them. All that came later, he preached that to the Gentiles, never to the Jews. Okay. Three, for this call, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you who? Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, to you were. Now, that's the first time dispensation has been mentioned in the King James Bible. No other person mentioned dispensation. In other words, this is the program. If you have heard of the program that God gave to me, in other words, to who? The Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation, the administration that was given to me, the stewardship that was given to me of the grace of God, which is given to me for you, to you were. To the Gentiles, remember, in Paul's later epistles, Ephesians, Colossians, and all of them, he's only talking to the body of Christ. He's not talking to the unsaved. He's talking to the body of Christ, okay? He's talking to the body of Christ, mostly Gentiles. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. Paul taught the mystery, the secrets that was revealed to him by Jesus Christ in his heavenly ministry, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you heard you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Mystery is very important. Your translation, if you have another translation, I probably a lot of you probably do, means secret. So it's probably translated secret. So that's not a mistranslation. Paul had the revelation of the secret. That was revealed to him from Jesus Christ and, <clears throat> and <clears throat> the gospel of the grace of God. So these things that Paul teaches out of his 13 letters was never taught to no one else. That's why people kind of reject it because it's not the same. Some people might sit up here and say the same because they're not discerning. They're not paying attention. They was taught that Peter and everybody taught the same thing. No, you read it slowly. Let the Holy Spirit guide you, and you can just see that Paul's message was different. The Gospels are not the same. Okay? All right. Let's go a little further here. All right. Now, all of these are the different things that Paul teaches. And to make all men see. Verse 9, Ephesians 3 and 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the word again, secret, which is mystery. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been what? Hid in God. Remember I said that earlier? It was hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the creator. God worked through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the creator. Now, mystery and hidden. It was hid in God. It's plain in sight. If you read it yourself, Ephesians 3 and 9, read that, and to make all men see what, the, what is the fellowship of the mystery. In other words, all men that are saved, 
not unsaved, but that I say will understand the fellowship of this secret that was revealed to him by Jesus Christ in his heavenly ministry. You didn't hear this mystery ministry. You, you can see the language is so much different than the kingdom program. Unless you're just so religious, you're not accepting it. But the words are very different. You didn't hear nothing about the fellowship or the mystery. Only time you heard something about the mystery and the kingdom program, it was hidden to the ones that was following him. And they didn't, they, they, they didn't want to know nothing about him. They just wanted to know the secrets of the kingdom. So it was a mystery to them. That's why Jesus talked a parable. So they wouldn't understand. He talked to parables and parables. Different than this mystery. This mystery was never told. It was never revealed to no one else. Jesus knew about it, but he kept it to himself and the kingdom program. See, mystery means secret. The fellowship of the ministry, Paul going to explain to his followers this, this secret about the lingo and the language and the walk of the body of Christ that was revealed to him by Jesus Christ in the heavenly places, in his heavenly ministry. All right? All right. Ooh, let me try to find some more. All right. Now, the book of Ephesians is just a sound doctrine that the body of Christ needs to learn. Sound doctrine is very important for the body of Christ. All right. Let me, I'm trying to find something else here. I don't need to find everything. All right. I should have knew that by heart. Okay. All right. Now. This is very important also. Ephesians 2 and 11. This is saying plainly, explaining that the Gentiles were not under the covenant. Gentiles, we are all Gentiles. If we was back in that time, and if the law was still going on today, we were never under the covenant. Put yourself now as being a Gentile. Remember I said it with the Jews? Now the ones that's in the body of Christ. Let's put ourselves and make ourselves Gentile because we are Gentiles whether we accept it or not. Some people won't, but it don't get to don't care less what you think and what you want. It doesn't uh, mean that the Bible does not know what he's talking about. If you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile, period. Whatever your religious teachers teach you, if you're not a Jew, you're not a. If you're not a, a Jew, you are a Gentile. I, I ain't talking about what you think you are, or what somebody told you you are, or the real Israelites, or the real Hebrews, or the real this. No, you are a Gentile. Period. I will take the word of God over what somebody else thinks. I don't care who you think you are, or what teaching or sect that you are in, or religion that you are in. You are a Gentile. Whether you're black, white, yellow, whatever. I don't care who you want to be or you feel that you obligated to be. It's who you really are as a Gentile, period. You know, let's look, let's read uh, Ephesians 2 and 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past, what is time past? Gentiles in the flesh. That's meaning the beginning. That was meaning the days of Noah, even before then. There was Gentiles in the flesh. That's why it got destroyed the first time. Not that, not just why. But let's, let me just read the scriptures first. Wherefore, wherefore, remember 
You've been in time past Gentiles in the flesh in your human nature who are called, called the uncircumcision. Remember I talked about that whenever you hear the name uncircumcision. Who calls them the uncircumcision? The Jews. And the Gentiles call the Jews the circumcision because they have to be circumcised to, to prove that it was part of a covenant. Now, just saying uncircumcision, letting you know right there that Gentile nations was not part of the covenant. By that, who was called by the circumcision, which is the Jews, flesh made by hands. It was a fleshly circumcision. Twelve, that at that time you were without Christ, these are the Gentiles, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You weren't part of Israel. It was a mall, it was a middle wall of perdition. You were set apart. God set you apart. That's why he told them not to go to the Gentile nations. You it was it was, in some parts it was a curse for even to step in the Gentile nation or a Gentile to step in their territory. It was forbidden. So at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was the past of the Gentiles. Thank God that Israel did go in unbelief <laughs> because the doors probably wouldn't in a, in, a, in a certain way. If they would obey, the uh, Gentiles would have got saved, but they would have had to go under the law, you know, that way. But back we having an easier way because of the disobedience of the Jews. Because before then, as a Gentile, you and I, whether you, unless you are is a Jew, you are a Gentile, like I said. You were never under the covenants. You were never under the promises that God gave to David and uh, Noah and Abraham and all of them. You or we were without hope, now I'm putting myself there, and without God in the world. We was never under the law or the promise of the covenant. No Gentile was, only Israel was, okay? 13, but in Christ, but now, see, 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. Because of the blood of Christ now, we are part of of not so much the law see don't get that confused don't get that twisted not because the law we are made near to God and we have our own blessings as well as the body of Christ not as the New Testament of spiritual Israel we're not spiritual Israel we have blessings for the body of Christ and the heavenly places spiritual blessings the Bible talks about Paul talks about in the heavenly places why because of the blood of Christ so stop looking for their stuff. We have our own, and ours is better. The body of Christ, that is, okay? So let's go to hit some more scriptures. Let's go to, uh, hmm, I read. Let's go to Romans 5 and 8. I'm trying to get to the lingo of Paul. Romans 5. Let's, let's go to Romans 5. So you can get the type of teaching that Paul was mostly preached across. See, Romans 5 and 8 reads, but God commended it, commended or proved or showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Who is us? The world. Some people look at this and think he's only talking about the saved people. No, he's talking about the world. Okay. We'd be so mean sometimes. I forgot we was part of the world as well. He's talking about the world. God commended his love or showed his love toward us or proved his love toward us while we were yet sinners. In other words, while we were still living in our mess. 
Christ died for us, okay? <clears throat> Christ died for us. Now, let's go to 11. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Now, that's for the church. That's for the body of Christ. We receive an atonement at one moment with Christ. That's for the church and everything. Let's go to Galatians uh, 2 and 20. Listen to the language of Paul. Listen to the language of Paul. Heavenly places, the ministry. You know, I'm going to hit uh, quite a few of those. All right. I'm not going to be able to get all of them. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians 2 and 20. All right. Galatians 2 and 20. One of the early books of Paul. and 20. All right. Let's see here. 2 and 20 reads, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in my human body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see the different language compared to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John's in the kingdom? You never heard crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. You didn't, didn't hear that type of talk. You heard them that had to believe who he was. See, all this came for the body of Christ of what he done. All right, what he done. Let me let me speak to you in this. Um, all right. I talked, I, I talked to you about the two Gospels. When he said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should... Obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth to crucify among you. In other words, he's talking about the two gospels in the book of Galatians. Let's go to, uh, okay, Galatians 3, 27 and 28. Galatians 3, 27 and 28. 27 reads, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, baptizing here is not baptizing in water. This is a spiritual baptism. When we get saved, we get spiritual baptized in Christ. No more water baptism. Baptism for the kingdom was a symbol of cleansing. It didn't save them, but it was just one of the repetitions of symbol they had to go through. This is a spiritual baptism in Christ. Christ is in us. We are in Christ. That talk, His whole talk is different. Therefore, there is neither Jew, listen to this, nor Greek. Remember, there was really only Israel when it came to the kingdom. But when it comes to the body of Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, somebody from the gender movement and transgender movement would take this verse and think you talk about transgenderism or gayness. They will abuse this. They probably have. <laughs> You know, sadly, but it's not talking about that. That it just means we all are one. There's no specific emphasis on because of your gender. There's still a man and a female. Don't get me wrong. Paul is not saying that, but he's saying ain't nothing. Nobody is better than the other one. There's in ranking wise because there were certain ways that were set because of the curse. But when you're in the body of Christ, that's none of that. There's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no bond, whether you're in jail or chain, there's no being, there's no free. 
there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's what this means. So for the uh, this gay movement and transgender movement, don't don't get excited. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with nothing of that. It just means we all one. There's no special rankings and nobody better than the other. That's all it's saying. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, 27 and 28. Let's go to Ephesians 120. Going back. Up, rather, not back. Ephesians 120. Then I'm going to stop. You know I'm going to stop because it's getting late now. Ephesians 120. And it's going to be my last. Ephesians 120. Ephesians 1 and 20 reads, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Let's get some context with this. 18 reads, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the workings of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. See, Paul always talked about the resurrection and raising from the dead, believing who Jesus was, life after death. That was Paul's message, not believing who Jesus was, king of Messiah. You never heard Paul talking about believing Jesus is the king and the Messiah and talking about the kingdom. He always talked about grace. He always talked about the resurrection of the dead. He always talked about living in Christ. He talked about those different things when it came to the body. See, oneness. I'm going to stop right there because there's so much to get out of the different teachings of the Apostle Paul. You're going to see the difference between the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God when it comes to salvation. You know, God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots. Canatuno Los Puntos, Canatuno Los Puntos. All right, we'll get back together. Remember salvation. I just talked about it. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4 is the only way to be saved. Believing. Believing according to the scriptures, the past scriptures that Jesus died, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. This is the message of Paul, not the kingdom. This is the message of Paul. This is the way to be saved today. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Believe it and receive it. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee with more teaching coming up in the future on what's provided and the lingo of Paul and the gospel of the grace of God. Bye-bye. Peace out. Love you.